Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Welcome everyone, this is Heather Campbell, and we are so thankful that you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So glad, as always, to be here with you sharing the things that I love about this community, the things that are hard about this community, the things that can be difficult about this lifestyle. And today is a real treat because I get to share with you my passion, the thing that I love the most about serving this community and this unique skill set that I have in my brain that I can use to help this community. If you ever saw that movie Taken with Liam Neeson, he says, I have a unique set of skills, right? That's what's going through my brain right now. So a little glimpse for you in my brain. But before we get started, we are going to hear a little bit later from today's sponsor, Armed Forces Bank. Again, we could not do what we do here at the Mill Housing Nation or the Mill Housing Network without their support. So we thank them and we will hear from them a little bit later. Okay, today's special set of skills that you get to hear from me about is how to stretch the budget at home on your groceries and how to save money on groceries. Now, the reason this is a unique set of skills is because in the military, especially as a military spouse or a one-income family or a family with varying income based on you know whether you're getting employment when you relocate, it can be really tricky to balance a household budget. And there's things that are more complex than just the money coming in and the money going out, right? We're always relocating. We have moving expenses that aren't reimbursed. We have surprise expenses from housing move outs. We have surprise expenses from car repairs. We have all of these things that pop up. Plus we have varying location, our grocery store changes. We're not sure what's good, you know, which places you can shop at, you to shop around, where's the good produce, what grows in this local region, what's on sale. There's all these things that seem like really small, minor things. But when you add it into the brain space of being a military family and finding the school and the dentist and the car shop and the grocery store and the house and setting up utilities and making sure you have power of attorney and making sure both names are on everything and just the list goes on and on. Figuring out how to feed your family well and stay within budget can just feel really overwhelming. I myself get overwhelmed sometimes, and I'm an expert in this. I get overwhelmed in like decorating my house, how to set it up so that it flows nicely and, and is welcoming. I have a friend who is a whiz at it. She loves it. It brings her joy. And I joke with her all the time that I will make all of her meals if she just follows me around and makes every home that I move into beautiful, right? So that's not my skill set, but saving money on groceries is. For those of you who are new to the podcast, I am a registered dietitian and I specialize in food on a budget, but also on family and pediatric nutrition. So that's my background. And then I've sort of evolved into families that are using uh, lots of different resources to make ends meet and needing lots of support. So this is in my wheelhouse. I'm so glad to bring this to you today. First thing that we need to know, we're going to sort of break up today's episode into two parts. One is sort of how you start with budgeting on groceries, and then two different practical takeaway things that you could start doing today that are going to help you save money on your groceries. Okay. So first things first, when we are talking about how to save money on groceries, I know it sounds so silly, but you have to know what your budget is. And I don't mean that in a way of you have to know 
every single thing and have it all, you know, these beautiful spreadsheets or planners or any, no, no, but you need to know what money is coming in and also what money regularly is going out. There's lots of different ways to do this. You can do it old school, you know, with a pen and paper. You can do it by scanning in receipts. There are different websites and apps that will track it for you. You, you know, link it to your accounts and it will say, hey, Heather, you've spent this much on, you know, coffee runs and this much on Amazon. By the way, in the middle of the PCS, please do not look at my Amazon list. Thank you to my neighbor for letting me send my Amazon boxes to her house because I don't have an address right now. So these are fun things for military families, right? But you have to know where your spending is happening because you can't really impact it or see if you're making it better if you don't kind of know where you're starting, right? Think about it as a GPS. Like, okay, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go, but I have to know where I'm starting, right? In a GPS, the satellite has to sort of triangulate where you are so you can get that step-by-step guidance to move forward. Same thing with your budget. You have to know where you're starting. Good, bad, disaster, fantastic. You have to know where you're starting. So you got to know your budget. Next is you have to plan for groceries. Do not just walk in the store willy-nilly and buy what you think looks good, right? Now, this is specific to when you are trying to be on a tight budget. If you have flexibility in your budget, if you have flexibility in your schedule, you can absolutely just go in and and buy what looks good or sounds good. I am not saying that that's not a good fit for families. However, specifically for families who are looking to stretch those dollars, going in with a game plan is going to help you know exactly what you're looking for, exactly what you need to purchase for your home. um, And it's going to help you make those decisions on those sort of spur of the moment purchases that pop up. Okay, where am I? Does this fit in my budget? Was something on sale? Can I afford this extra thing that I wasn't planning on, what wiggle room do I have, right? So you have to go in with a plan. We know as military families that nothing goes according to plan. So we know we're going to have to do plan B or C or D or F or, or somewhere in there, right? Maybe go back to plan A at the very end. But having that plan is really going to give you a direction that you're heading when it comes to your budget and what to buy for your groceries. We'll talk a little bit more about how to plan those groceries in just a minute. Um, next, Okay, you have to know your budget. You have to plan for groceries. You have to know where to shop. And that's kind of that piece I talked about at the beginning of today's episode is where do I want to shop? Where is the good produce in my local area? Is there a great farmer's market in my neighborhood, you know, on Wednesday afternoons? Where can I get the things that my family regularly eats? Do I have food allergies? Do I have a lot of environmental concerns? Do I prefer to shop at a co-op, right? You have to know where you're shopping. And with that, there's sort of two sub- points, if you will, or two sort of things that go along with that with where to shop is being informed on marketing in what you're purchasing. So know what those buzzwords are on the front of the packaging, right? If something says organic, if something says no sugar added, if something says unsweetened, if something says low calorie, low fat, gluten-free, dairy-free, keto-friendly, paleo-friendly, non-GMO, right? We, We see all of these different words. And every family's priorities and preferences and needs are going to be different. And that's why we have so many different things. Everyone's going to be different with which ones they choose and which ones fit in their budget. So be informed, be an informed consumer so that when you are purchasing those things or when you're looking, you're not falling prey to the buzzwords and the nutrition marketing on the front of the label. Because guess what? All of these food companies have an entire department designed to make you purchase their product. I'm going to say it again. All of these companies have an entire department designed and dedicated to making you purchase their product. So don't just fall for the flashy 
you know, think about those tabloids, right? You see in the, the grocery store, or the supermarket, like it's got this this flashy thing now in the digital age, we call it clickbait, but don't just fall for the headline that you see. You know, read the article if it was news, actually do some background and same thing for food and for groceries. Know what those words mean before you fall prey to that. It also can help you look out for certain items that you are wanting to look for in your marketing when you know, hey, I'm looking for this specific avoidance or this specific inclusion in my family's needs. So knowing how to find that in those buzzwords is really great. But so when you're knowing where to shop, be informed on nutrition marketing and also watch for sales and ads. And this is my favorite one is, you know, kind of where when you know where you like to shop, you can start watching for things that are on sale. When you know what the regular price is, case in point of bacon, this is a great example where I live. Bacon is like nine or ten dollars a package for like a good center cut crispy bacon, right? Occasionally, there's a three pound package at my local Kroger that will go on sale for like $11.99 or $12.99 or just some ridiculously low amount. It's like 50% off. You better believe when it goes on sale, I buy the three pound package. Do I have any intention of eating that in one sitting with my family? No. But am I informed enough as a consumer to know that, hey, this is a product that my family likes and this is a great deal and I'd like to stock up? Yes. Which takes me on to the next thing is reducing waste. So when you're looking to stretch those budgets, stretch those dollars in your home budget and your grocery budget, you have to know what that budget is. You got to plan for your groceries. You have to know where to shop, be informed on the marketing and know how to look for sales and ads. So if something's actually a good deal or something that meets your family's priorities, and then also reduce waste after you've purchased your groceries and you've made your meals and you've had your food. Let's talk a little bit about how we reduce that waste so that we're not throwing dollars away after we have prepared our food. So that's kind of part one is how do we stretch that budget on a big high level? And in just a moment, after we hear from today's sponsor, we're going to get into some more of those takeaway points you can start trying right away. A full service military bank committed to serving those who serve since 1907. Armed Forces Bank provides a vast array of affordable and easily accessible financial products to both active and retired military and civilian clients in all 50 states and across the world. When you're in the military, your needs are different and your banking should be too. That's why no matter where you are stationed in the world, Armed Forces Bank strives to make everything from banking solutions to financial advice, personal, valuable, and convenient for you with numerous services, including online and mobile banking tools to help you bank on your schedule. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Again, we have already talked a little bit about how do we stretch that budget, right? Where's that starting point? Knowing our budget, knowing where to shop, having a plan for our groceries, being informed consumer. But what does that actually mean when we're trying to plan for those groceries? Again, every family is going to be a little bit different. So in today's episode, we're not going to get into that nitty gritty of eat this, not that, right? There's lots of different influencers and articles and books and physicians and care teams. There's lots of different people you could talk to about that based on your family's specific needs. Again, no two families are exactly alike. No two budgets, no two um, schedules are exactly alike. But there are a few things that all of us can start looking for and deciding if that helps us, right? One to look for is ready-to-eat items. Now, the tricky part with ready-to-eat items is you're typically going to pay a little bit more for the convenience of it being ready-to-eat. A great example is apple slices. You can buy whole apples for cheaper than you can buy apple slices. However, if you are a busy parent and you are on the go all the time and maybe you're working full time and you're picking up kids and taking them right to a sports practice, the extra time that you can save by having those apple slices already sliced and ready to serve your kids might make that difference in whether or not you can spend that five or 10 minutes in between 
you know, after school care and baseball practice or dinner, actually enjoying relationship with your family and your significant other or slicing up apples, right? So you have to sort of consider whether or not ready to eat items fit the balance between your family's needs, your family's budget and your family's schedule. And you might go through different seasons where the budget's tighter and that's your priority or, you know, and then you sort of shift and now the schedule is the priority and the budget's a little more flexible, right? So that's not always going to be the same. And what works at one point in your family's planning doesn't always have to be what you do, but consider ready to eat items. For my family, we really like salads. We like adding meat to salads and, and just making, you know, taco salad and Asian salad and Caesar salad and garden salads and winter salads and summer salads. And they're, they're great. I love the mixture of flavors and colors and textures. And I really hate assembling all of the parts. I do. I don't love chopping up all those vegetables or prepping everything. Some people get lots of joy out of that process. I'm not one of them. Uh, so I'm all in for the bagged salad. If it comes in a bag that's ready to eat, like I'm talking, I open some plastic bags, pour it in a bowl, mix it up and serve it. That is my kind of salad. For us, that little bit of difference in price versus you know making it myself and buying it ready to eat is enough of a difference that I actually serve salad to my family. That's right. I actually serve it because I don't have to do the prep work. So for us in that instance, right, getting a ready to eat salad, a bag salad is a good fit for us because it's not a huge difference in price. And it means we're actually eating this food item that I would otherwise be too overwhelmed or too busy to prepare for my family. Other things to think about when you're sort of thinking about those convenience foods, right? Foods that are ready to eat is frozen and canned produce specifically. Frozen proteins like meats or fish can be a good fit as well or canned, but specifically on produce, what a lot of people don't realize is that frozen and canned produce, so that's fruits and vegetables, have the same nutrition as fresh. They're either frozen or canned at peak freshness, at peak nutrition, and they are sort of halted in time, right? They're preserved to stay that same nutrition content. So if it's canned, you know, there's different ways that it's canned to hold that nutrition in there and keep it from going bad. Same thing for frozen. It holds in that nutrition and keeps it from going bad. So depending on where you are, especially if you're in a more remote location or an area like I am in Alaska, where things don't grow very easily up here, we import a lot of our produce. Frozen and canned are a really great way to get in a variety of fruits and vegetables a lot more affordably than fresh, right? So consider ways that you can add those into your routine. Another one is looking for alternative proteins or even meat-free meals. So things like beans for your protein or eggs or dairy, those are going to be cheaper typically than a full meat serving. Even with the price of eggs being so expensive lately, eggs are still cheaper than most meats when it comes to a actual protein serving. So think about different ways that you could bring in, you know, say more fruits and vegetables or more whole grains and beans. And maybe you do a meat-free, I've seen meatless Mondays or, you know, a lot of times during Lent season, people will avoid meat based on their faith restrictions. And there's all kinds of different examples of why people might not eat meat once a week or maybe, you know, every so often or one meal a day, whatever it is. But think about different alternatives to meat to get that protein in that are going to be more affordable. Likewise, when you are looking at meat or poultry or fish, look at options that are going to be comparable, but budget friendly. So an example of that would be chicken thighs versus chicken breast. They're going to be very comparable in nutrition, very comparable in texture when cooked up. 
thighs are a little bit higher in hemoglobin. And so they have a little bit fattier, a little bit richer taste, but they're going to be a really great source of nutrition. And it's going to cook up very similarly in a recipe. And they're typically cheaper than a chicken breast. So if that's something that your family is flexible with and the small differences don't bother you, that might be a way that you can really save some money on your poultry is getting chicken thighs and chicken instead of chicken breasts. Or maybe if you have a recipe that calls for two pounds, you know, you do half and half. And so then you can sort of cut that cost, but still get some of that favorite meat texture that you like. Also, there's different examples within red meat of comparable cuts. In pork, you have pork loin versus tenderloin. A loin is going to be a lot cheaper than a tenderloin. So start paying attention to those things, right? That goes back to knowing where to shop and being an informed consumer. Know what it is that you're buying. Know where it comes from. Know how it's processed. And that's going to help you identify different ways that you can be looking for a more affordable option. Other things when we're talking about reducing waste, right? That was something I mentioned. Look for having your leftovers ready to eat. Think about like a leftover lasagna, a huge pan, you know, in the fridge. Lasagna maybe is not a great example because lasagna actually sets up pretty beautifully once it sits overnight. But think about some kind of casserole in a pan. You know, it's not as appetizing to go in and, and, you know, sort of ladle out a cold slop of casserole and put it on your plate and warm it up, right? But if you think about it already being in individual containers, it goes from the oven or goes from your dinner time or your meal straight into individual containers into the fridge. Now I've got it individually packaged when I'm grabbing lunch or when I'm packing my lunch to go to work or whatever the case may be, I've already got it packaged, ready to go. And it can go from leftovers to the fridge, to the microwave, to the plate, all in the same container. And that's going to help me eat it and not have it go to waste because it's ready to take with me or it's ready to warm up without really doing a lot of work. So consider having your foods ready to eat. This goes back to ready to eat items. Have your leftovers ready to eat, your produce washed or prepped or cut or whatever it is that needs to happen for your fruits and vegetables. Make sure that those are easy to eat. Taking that extra step when you bring things home can really help you make sure you're actually eating your foods. And one thing I love to tell people is you don't have to do kitchen prep, like say chopping up peppers or peeling carrots and slicing those, right? That doesn't have to happen in your kitchen. That can happen at your living room table while you're streaming one of your favorite shows, right? You can be sitting there and prepping some vegetables or prepping some fruits. So get creative and find a way that you can make these foods accessible so that once you purchase them, once you've gone through the whole process of figuring out what you want to buy and how you want to buy it and where's the best price and you bring it home, it's not turning into waste and wasted dollars by going in your trash can, but finding ways to actually use the foods that you have already purchased. Now, all of these things that I've shared with you guys are just a glimpse of the kind of material that we share over in Independent, which is a nonprofit geared towards military and first responder spouses and their wellness, four pillars of wellness and looking at the whole person. And there's a lot more details that we won't go into, but we have a workshop titled Fuel the Home Front. And we specifically teach how to shop for groceries on a budget within the military community, how to look at things like food banks and SNAP benefits and WIC and how to maximize your commissary benefit and how to use all of those things to your advantage in addition to some of these tips that I shared today so that you can make sure that you're stretching your dollars the most effective way and cutting out some of that brain space so that you can spend your brain space investing in the people around you and investing in the people that you choose to live your life with. If you want to learn more about that workshop series, you can go to independent.org. That's 
I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T.org slash fuel the home front. Or you can just follow the link down in the comments of this episode, and that will take you right there. You'll be able to find out about our upcoming virtual workshops or also request one for your local installation to learn more. The workshops are free of charge. We love to bring this information into the community and to help all of the military families who are just like us. Well, and first responder families as well. We're glad to serve you guys. We're glad to be here. So go check that out. Make sure you can learn more information. As a recap from today, when we are talking about stretching the budget, some of the big things to think about is, of course, starting with knowing your budget, planning for your groceries, knowing where to shop, and reducing your waste. When you're actually out shopping for those groceries, consider ready-to-eat items, frozen and canned, alternative proteins, having your leftovers ready to go, looking at sales when you're out shopping. Those kinds of things are going to be really great starting points for helping you save those dollars and make those dollars stretch further than ever in a time when inflation is higher than ever. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends. We appreciate the feedback and the comments that you share with us as we support our military community. Thank you all so much for being a part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you will always have a community, no matter where you are stationed.